0: Welcome to another edition of Browner and Lawhead. I am John Browner, joined by the one and only Jason Lawhead, who's been an experience this weekend that we are going to get into very, very deeply because it is very, very important to this program and how we do things. You are listening to, like I said, John Browner and Jason Lawhead on the mightier 1090 ESPN, Diego's Mega Market. I don't mean, you know, that's what we're doing now. Jason! You did something this weekend, oh. and we've got so much stuff on the show. There's something I want to get to about being overpaid, even if you're good. There's a split. We're going to get into a split. We're going to get into top tens. We're going to get into dollar bills. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff on the show today. But you went to the game, dog.
1: Well, yeah, I went to the worst game of nice. the whole four game set. I mean, I went to at one point. Went to the game yesterday, thanks to Bill Hagen and the tickets uh from Ten Nine Great Great Seats. Nice. My wife loved it obviously because uh uh it was in the shade underneath Yo, the what upper did that deck, but unbelievable be. sight lines. Yeah, wow. man. So she like you know, with you know, women and, and skin, she's a skincare specialist, so she obviously doesn't want to be baking in the sun too long. But um at one point we started rooting for a no-hitter. We were like, Well, uh-huh. if we're gonna be here let's see a no-no and then when the no-hitter was broke up we had a great day unfortunately the padres didn't but my wife had never been to petco so we had a blast because she was just so impressed with like it felt like she was like this feels like a city because we just now we now we were just like well let's leave the seats let's go around let's walk around let's see all the different food options all the different stuff so we walked basically in a whole circle as far as you can and then came back, and she loved it. We had, you know, the place was teeming with people. So
0: yeah, the
1: even though the game was 12 to nothing, um, the, the place was just so alive with, you know, Padre fans. Obviously, lots of Giants fans. It was funny because we left before the last out, and we went up to the Sky Bar above ah. uh, at that hotel. And if you <laughs> go on my social, Jason Lawhead Comedy, uh, on Instagram in my stories, you can see how many giant fans were still left for the last out, and you could hear them up from the Sky Bar. So I recorded it, and when I I got it perfectly right on the last strike, out number three, and you could hear from up in the Sky Bar on my phone, like the cheers of of the shutout, and that's how many giant fans there were still left in the ballpark. So rough one for the Padres. But great moment for me and my wife. We had a great weekend, man. We went out Friday night and saw this great play called The Million Dollar Quartet down in Coronado at Lamb Theater. I recommend it. It's uh, it's a great play. Uh, if you love the old history of, you know, uh, rock and roll and Elvis and all that stuff, and they touch on some um, aspects that, you know, uh, some people may have left out. But it's a night at Sun Records in 1956 when Elvis uh, – johnny cash carl perkins and and uh jerry lee lewis were in only together for that one time play? And did this recording yeah it's a play musical it's amazing it's really good talented musicians good actors the guy that actually plays sam phillips who owns sun records it it's a play musical about a moment in time on december 4th 1956 when basically all these guys were breaking the news to uh sam phillips that they were leaving his little son records because sam phillips gave everybody their start he had already sold elvis's contract to rca because he couldn't keep up with the demand of elvis's career and he was going bankrupt in his small little he couldn't produce the record you know so he sold elvis which was that just had to be done to save his business but he was breaking all these next guys everybody was coming up cash carl perkins jerry lee lewis and he thought he was going to be able to re-sign these guys, and it's a great. Is that the story. guy who Tom great Hanks history.
0: plays in the Elvis movie? No,
1: Tom Hanks plays the Colonel, who was basically Elvis's manager, who actually steered Elvis wrong. There's a lot of schools of thought that this Sam Phillips guy, what he should have did was, and you got to see the play. It's great because the play tells the story that if Sam Phillips wasn't so stubborn early, and it sucks, but Sam Phillips, um, was too true to himself and being a bit of a sellout probably would have advanced his career and maybe would have kept Elvis alive in the long run to be a guy that was Elvis liked him. He just couldn't afford at the time. He, all he had was Elvis. Elvis became a star overnight. He was doing movies. So he needed a huge type of company to be able to produce all the records that were in demand. And so he had to, and so Sam Phillips was losing money, trying to, you know, throw money at Elvis. Um, and so he had to sell the contract to RCA just to stay alive, just to keep Sun Recording Studios alive to break these other artists. And so he was stubborn and, and he probably should have sold off to RCA early and all of the artists that he had but he was stubborn he thought he was going to be able to stay alive and and keep these guys and they all kind of just johnny cash went to columbia jerry lee uh, carl perkins went to columbia jerry lee lewis eventually went to i don't know if he went to rca or abc records but he this guy eventually had to you know fold his shop and and had he had he when he sold elvis had he just said here absorbed my business and here's all these other young guys I got and went with RCA and been an executive at RCA probably and being able to handle and steer Elvis's career perhaps Elvis would have at least went in a different direction mentally maybe he would have had somebody because he really trusted Sam Phillips and Sam Phillips made him a star and uh you know he made Johnny Cash a star and and you know he made Jerry Lee Lewis he made Carl Perkins a star so um it's too bad that he didn't go and possibly you know but it's an interesting night if you're if you're into like you know uh that kind of older music and, and stories it's a true story hey man, i and don't
0: get too complicated man I, to me elvis and r kelly they're in the same category <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah and you know oh, uh, yeah, look, that whole that whole course, thing that people know? happily glance over whenever they talk about elvis they yeah. happily glance over his 14 year old wife but you know Cool. And Jerry Lee put Lewis. Up. Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis was married twice
1: at the same time. One to an underage cousin.
0: <laughs> but yeah, put R. Kelly in Lee prison Lewis. forever, and 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 sell all Elvis' records all over again. Number one because he got a movie coming out. Look, all I was, listen, We're talking about contracts. People mismanaging <laughs> contracts. Let me tell y'all some two things about contracts to start the show today from a sports portion. Shout out to Jason and his uh, his review of uh, local play he just saw. Well, there wasn't anything to review about yesterday's game. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. It was bad. (laughs) It was quick, and it moved on. Uh, Two contracts: one for a dollar, one for sixty million a year. The Senegal Padres traded the contract of Robinson Cano to a team where he will be starting tonight at second base. The ironic part about that is they traded the man's contract for a dollar. One dollar. One single four quarters, a hundred pennies. I mean, like twenty nickels, ten dimes. Baseball. Robinson Cano is the perfect example, and I, and it's funny that these two will they will cross. And that's just because it had
1: to be a financial transaction, right? These two things cross. It's like when you retain a lawyer, the lawyer's like, "Pay me a dollar right now." So now, whatever you tell me, that's, right? It's I, I can't, you know, it's
0: a it's attorney client. That that it's just like it just has to be. So I, I I tell you this. Robinson Cano is a perfect example of it's not just about the money because Robinson Cano literally left the Yankees for, I think, about over the length of the contract, about $7 million, $6 million, give or take, basically tax money in New York if he would have stayed with the Yankees. Like that's pretty much what he left them over to go to Seattle. In mm-hmm. New York. Robinson Cano was being groomed as the next Derek Jeter, pretty much. So Derek Jeter, and then when Derek Jeter retired, it's going to be Robinson Cano. And my man went to the Seattle Mariners for a couple extra million. I would ask you if he regrets that now, because he's been popped for steroids twice. He's went back to New York and played for the Mets. They cut him, came to the Padres. They cut him because he was hitting like oh ninety one. 91 and now they just traded him for a dollar because like Jason said, anything you tell a lawyer is privileged information if you give him a dollar. So they gave him a dollar to not talk about it. I say that to say this. Dame Lillard, sometimes the money ain't, it ain't it, bro. Depending on how you want your legacy as a basketball player to, to turn out. Now, Dame Lillard may be more interested in the money for financial wealth and reasons of that to enrich his family and those around him. I 100% understand that. But for you to stay with the Portland Trailblazers and not pretend like the $60 million a year is what did it, and and, <laughs> and I'm looking at the Portland Trailblazers going, you gave an undersized guy $60 million a year who's never made it to the NBA Finals. Cool. Have fun not getting any other players ever again. Well, I think in Portland's sense, two things.
1: Portland. Portland, at least in I'll give Portland this. And, and they've done a great job knowing this since they've been in an NBA franchise city. Portland um, knows what what they are, and they do the best job they can at knowing who they are and what they are and really what really what is them as an attraction to 60 be million dollars NBA 60,
0: million, 60 million what i'm
1: saying is is portland is built on the identity that this is all we got this nba basketball team we got a championship early it hangs in the rafters we've had great success over time they're kind of like the Cavs before the Cavs got lebron in the sense of you know a championship they, they
0: were get a championship. always like they are kind of like yeah
1: well it's just opposite right Portland got their championship early as a franchise. They were popular to, to their city for the game that they played and the way that they looked and the way they represented the city. And from Walton through Drexler through, uh, you know, the uh, Rashid Wallace days, those different teams, like on to Dame and what he accomplished, at least to a point of being a playoff contender for a and while other than last year. Yes. Yes. Being a team that they're like, hey, we're going to get into the playoffs. We might win a round here or two. You never know. And, and Dame's so fun to watch. I mean, even some of those playoff series in the last five years, you got to tell me, some of the best games that you watched in in, in opening first, second-round games ever in the history. I bet you if you looked at some of the best opening round series ever and just watching basketball, Dame Lillard's been a part of him because he's made some of these first and second round games. So exciting. So even in losses, seven game series, I mean, some of the stuff he's pulled off to win games and, and just be on the court. And, and And so I think Portland loves that identity to say, we have a team. It is what it is, but we will always try to have someone representing the best of us. Like day and if they get their hands on a Bill Walton, you know his foot went. They moved on. They got their hands on Clyde Drexler, and, and they hung on. They went to two finals with Clyde, and they built teams around him. They got that team later on with the with the with the Rasheed Wallace, and when Pippen joined, and there was a great run there. And they had identities. They had players. And in a perfect world, they would have loved to keep C.J. McCollum and this team together. But last year, they they went so bad so quick after the coaching change, and things just didn't work out for them that way. And so I think at the end of the day, you know, look, at the end of the day, the NBA salary cap's always going to get bigger, right? That that salary cap's always going to get bigger. So I think they sit there and they go, we'll play the long game with a guy that we lock up forever, and he's going to be the biggest statue that we ever put out there. Um, because Drexler never won one. Walton was a, a a very short run when we were great early. I mean, we are, their identity is that banner, Jack Ramsey, Dr. Jack Ramsey, them, mm-hmm. them uniforms, that look, and then now Damian Lillard. And I think that's I gotta, where they invested their money.
0: I got to tell you one thing that holds true in any sport, doesn't matter what the sport is, doesn't matter what the salary cap is, salary cap, no salary cap like in baseball, you don't want to be in the middle. Portland is smack in the middle. They are smack in the middle. Being in the middle guarantees you will not go in. You are turning tires in the mud. It doesn't matter what sport. That's why you see teams bottom out as fast as they can, or they do whatever they need to do to be top heavy as fast as they can. Because in Major League Sports, in any sport. And this is why ownership is so important. Because the Portland Trailblazers, the ownership group, said they're not for sale. Paul Allen rests his soul. His sister is now in charge of the Portland Trailblazers. And she's dysfunctional. So and now it looks like they hired a new coach. It looks like the organization now, stories coming out, may be a tad dysfunctional. So if you're Damian Lillard, again, your career is short-lived. So you do have to get as much money as you possibly can. But the idea of you being in a market or being on a situation in an organization where you will be in the middle because they cannot get free agents there, you're never bad enough to draft one or two unless you get Greg Oden, and then look what happens. Then you get Brandon Roy. Look what happens. So if you're not... Oh, they've had had some going back. boy, Walden. Sam I Bowie. Mean, woof. Bill like, Walton. Sam Bowie. Who wasn't a bad I mean, player. You just got picked before Michael Jordan. So it makes it it woof. just. And and Kim Uh But he broke down quickly, no matter who yes. he played
1: for. Bowie. I mean, he went to the Nets. He was still just. He was just. It was just. He was just Bill Walton all over again without then, bringing him
0: the title. And then you make the choice of Greg Oden over Kevin Durant because you had Brandon Roy, which now now it looks like damn for all parties involved. But. At the end of the day, I think if you're the Portland Trailblazers, giving Dame Lillard $60 million is you saying that you are okay with mediocrity. This is like when the Dallas Cowboys gave Dak Prescott all that money. I said, they are okay with being mediocre because that's as high as he's going to get you, period. Because now you've paid him, there's not a lot of money to go around because you're in a salary cap situation. The same thing in baseball. The Yankees have one of the highest payrolls, if not the highest payroll in baseball. They're a bomb. They're great. The Dodgers have one of the highest payrolls in baseball. They are great, but on that same side of that coin, the Angels have one of the highest-paid teams in baseball, and they suck. So if you don't build your team from the ground up like you have to do in, in, uh, in, in, let's say, Golden State, you have to be able to acquire guys, let's say, like the Lakers do. But in between those two things, it's Orlando. In between those two things, it's Charlotte, Mm -hmm. In between those two things, it's the Jets. No, the Jets are terrible. The, you're the Vikings. Perfect example. You're the Vikings. You're in the middle. You are in the middle, and you don't want to be in the middle. And that's what the sixty million tells me about the about the Portland Trailblazers. Much like people tried to say, "What well, that's what the Manny Machado contract was." Oh, Manny just took the money. Well, obviously, you see Manny take that money, and you've seen Manny turn this franchise around. You see many be a part of the thing moving forward as opposed to the thing getting stagnant. And so that's that's always the the, the scales weighing. You can watch the scales weigh. And it's it's evening out in Portland as it'll be a no sum game, at least here in, in San Diego, with the Padres and money they gave Manny Machado. It looks like you're going to get some gain out of that as of now. I mean, if they didn't have Manny Machado right Yikes. now. That's a double A. That's a double A lineup right now, with just Manny
1: Machado in it. I yikes, mean that man. if they didn't have Manny Machado right now, yikes! I mean that is if there's ever been money well spent that you can see. I, I mean it <laughs> is Manny Machado right now. I mean look at. I mean you look at the on base percentages of this lineup. I mean it oh, is, it, dude. It is horrendous. bad. And yesterday I watched this dude. Wood just deal. I mean, Wood came in with like a five and change ERA. He wasn't and great. Just he was just coasting. I mean, the it lad. was it was hard to watch every <laughs> at bat. It really was. I mean, it, it, I was sitting there going, "Man, I mean, they're just going down whiffing or lazy ground balls or a little pop ups." Finally, you get a hit in the sixth inning in a little little opposite way. Good piece of hitting, uh, you know, but. I mean, they were just absolutely choked at the plate yesterday. Yeah, man. And um, they That's need to back yesterday, buddy.
0: That, the Padres are in a very difficult situation because you have Myers, who's hurt. He's an everyday player and, and pretty much a, a, one of your better bats in the lineup. Regardless of what you think of the lineup, he's one of the better bats. Tatis is the top end. Both those guys are out. So you're looking at guys who – who you just kind of got as players to be named later in trades, they're playing. They're playing. Like, they. the Padres look like the Diamondbacks the last two games. Like, who are these guys and what are they doing? So it, it's, it's been a very interesting uh, uh, last couple of weeks for the Padres. It's not going great. They're now eight games out of first place. And that once you get this far out to me, you're now wild card watching. And as a wild card watcher, I really feel like the pressure is on Will Myers to get back and it's on Tatis to get back, but most importantly, get back healthy after the All-Star break. And I I, I want to see where it goes without them making a move, but they, they're going to trade for someone. Well... <laughs>
1: I said this last week, the eight games out, who cares, right? You can't control. That's one thing. You can't control how the Dodgers right. play. If the Dodgers are going to play 900 ball, 850 ball, you can't. I've always said this. It is about that lead over San Francisco, which they should have been able to push out this weekend. I mean, they should. Now they're, now it's four and a half distance only. And that's that's the kind of baseball you got to worry about. You got to worry about a San Francisco team that has played terrible defense. They haven't been very good all year. And how are they nipping on your heels? How is San Francisco four and a half games back, probably feeling really good about coming away with the two wins the way they got them, stealing one late in the innings and, and and wasting a Darvish start and beating you late in the game on your bullpen and then coming back the next day and just shoving it up your rear. I mean, pitching <laughs> and bat, 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 batting. I mean, they just absolutely took yeah, the Padres man. behind the woodshed. And that this was a critical series, especially when you jump out to the first two. Yeah. You know, you Impressive, jump out to the too. first two and end and with a split um with darvish going and gore going on the on the weekend you know against a team that's you know try just trying to white knuckle 500 all year and and not kick the ball all over the place when I we mean, come it, back you know
0: when we come back we're talking about a top 10 and why being a cougar sometimes comes in handy as a young man brown and lawhead mitre 1090 yep Brown in law head back on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN. ESPN Mighty Air 1090 coming to you three times a week, Monday through Wednesday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. It's our Monday. If you missed anything last week on the show or you missed the first segment of the show, you can head over to the iTunes podcast store. Also, you can head over to YouTube and catch up on anything that you may have missed under Kaplan and Crew. Like, share, and subscribe. I'm John Browner, and I am here with the one and only. Comedian extraordinaire and our Petco Park professor, Jason Lawhead. What up, Jason? What up, man? Can you give a yeah, tour now? A Can you we give a tour? You Can you give a tour? I think so. I
1: gave my wife a pretty good tour. Hey, whoa, whoa, and, whoa, uh, whoa. Yeah, I mean, whoa. Hey, whoa, I'll hey, tell you. Hey, and heavy. you know what? During that tour, we ran into Grande. It was hilarious. <laughs> I was holding my wife's uh, little jacket, uh you know, outside the women's room, and I was just like checking them. My... And then, boom, Grande comes out of nowhere. And uh, so that was a nice little reunion. How, she met Grande. And how uh, is
0: your wife the type of person to just hand you stuff? They hold this.
1: You know, like she. My wife's pretty low maintenance, dude. I'm very lucky. My, I, I swear to God, my wife is so low maintenance. I, I was very anti-wife. If there was anything, I was anti <laughs> of women in my life. I've loved women, but I've been. I was always anti-wife, and <laughs> I, I got lucky, dude. My wife is just like. No, she had like a little jacket, a small jacket in case because I told her we'd be in the shade and, you know, Mm, whatever. You get windy Um, right there. So, yeah, she just said, hold this. I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, a little small little pert. I mean, she's pretty, pretty low maintenance, dude. She came out to the park. She had a great time. She like, you know, she's not a lover of sports. But um, we have fun together. Like, you know, we'll go to a play and musical on Friday night. We'll do something that she's really can't wait to see. And I'm so glad I did it because, man, man, that was awesome. And, yeah, that was a great story. And then she comes to something that she's, you know, I want to go to. And then she's like, this was so much fun. The food, like all this stuff. Like she was just like by the time we were taking the tour, she was just like, I I don't even know I'm at a. Ballpark. This is like yeah. a farmer's market Like a they mall. I'm like, it is a mall. Yeah. yeah she's like, this is cool. I want to come. Yeah. I want to come here again. She's like, I want to come here again and, and not watch baseball and walk around and stop at the different uh concessions and look at the stores. And and she loved, yeah, like that way. Like she loved it all, you know. And so the, the best part um,
0: about those Hagen seats, they're at the top of the row. So you don't have oh. to, and it's only four of them. You don't have to climb over a lot of people. <laughs> You don't, they're right next to it. It's like being close to the freeway. Like I could, it's, I, ain't that something? That's cuts, a great comparison. It, it cuts the time down on what I have to do. 10 minutes. Cause I am. I'm and it's like and being I'm next on. to
1: the freeway. It's being next to the freeway where right next to that is the gas station, the store, the coffee shop, all the things you need. Cause you're, you're right to the concessions and back right to the restrooms and back right to any food, anything that you want, you're right back to your seats and you're right out of them. And you can, it's, it's awesome, dude. And and you know what? Um, Yeah, that's, that's what I love Four in the aisle. Nobody climbing over you except the people you're with basically.
0: Yes. Yes. That's it. Those seats are bomb, dude. Those seats are bomb. So I'll make a pack with you whenever he throws that out there. One of us gets them. Yeah. We're us the four go or whatever. Yeah, yeah we'll man. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We'll figure it out, dude. Uh, speaking of figuring things out, which one is uh, I, Okay, I'll do the uh, I we'll talk Cougars later. The – I don't know. I think this was the GMs. What was this, uh, this is according to league executives, coaches, scouts, and players, which, you know – Take that for what it's worth. This is what the top 10 NFL quarterbacks are ranked coming into the season. Buckle up. One, Aaron Rodgers. Two, Patrick Mahomes. Three, Josh Allen. Four, Tom Brady. Five, Joe Burrow. Six, Matthew Stafford. Seven, Justin Herbert. Eight, Russell Wilson. Nine, Deshaun Watson. Wow. Ten, Dak Prescott. Look, I, I'm i not a Dak Prescott fan, and I'm not a Russell Wilson fan. I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan, but buddy, the man ain't played in a, in a, in a whole calendar right. year. Right. And might not play for another calendar year, and until we know, that's what we kind of have to go on. To put Dak Prescott number 10 and to not have Lamar Jackson yeah, on that's this list is virtually idiotic. Like I don't even know when, because lists are weird. Because we we do lists in sports, and this country loves the sports media, the sports landscape, the people intake these things. We love lists, okay? We love lists because lists lists mm-hmm. provides conversation, lists provides back and forth. So I'm not against all any list, but when this many top people give you a list and Lamar Jackson did not make this list. I I want to see the names who made the list. No, not not who made the list is in the top 10, but the people who voted to give you this 10 cuz right. how you left created the list. How yeah. you left off Lamar Jackson, but you put Dak Prescott on there. How you left off Kyler Murray, but you put Dak Prescott on there. Again, I am a huge would rather have da- I'd rather have David Carr than Dak Prescott. I am a huge Deshaun Watson fan. He should not be on the list. He hasn't played in a year, and he again at least will miss eight games. So I like come on, like what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Because I would rather have because if I if I'm if I'm speaking correctly statistically, Kirk Cousins had a better year last year than Russell Wilson did, and by the way, the year before that mm-hmm. too. But somehow mm-hmm. Russell Wilson makes this list. This is next year. This is not what you've done in the past. This is what you're going to do next year. So you're telling me that Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, who will play, again, at best, half the season, and Dak Prescott will have better statistics than Lamar Jackson?
1: Dude, Derek Carr's had a better year. Derek Carr! Or, yeah, did I say David last time? Derek Carr. I get them mixed up. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah.
0: I did I, so, I, I,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I don't get Prescott. I am not this. I, you know, um, I am not. I've never been. I've always said, where is it? What, when is it going to happen? When is this, pre, this guy that you're telling me he is ever going to show up? What, when, when is that going to happen? Cause I when haven't seen it. at decision. least Russell Wilson. At least Russell Wilson has showed up. At least Russell Wilson has a super, Bowl. at least Russell Wilson has won a lot of games and put his team in situations to be. Champions. I mean, they were once another time he did it, and and he's gone into you know playoff runs before, and and so at least Russell Wilson, as bad as his season was, and it, actually when you look at Russell Wilson's numbers, I mean the, the 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 Hawks were terrible, but um and and he was pretty bad on third down because they're just a bad team, but you know numbers wise it wasn't like you know it wasn't some glaring putrid look at all these interceptions, look at all these negative. Right, I mean right. you know so. um and you know it was just a bad bad season which people aren't accustomed to from russell wilson i mean his win loss record is pretty impressive at the starting quarterback position um
0: this is when we get into the russell wilson territory when i when i tell people this is those are wins and losses are team things no i get it i'm not giving them
1: all the credit i'm i i'm with you i'm i don't i don't like russell wilson up there either i mean unless you come to denver you, you gotta work your way. It's almost you gotta get back in that list again. You were in that list. You gotta get back in that list.
0: So, I, I mean, I don't even necessarily make a big deal out of who was ranked where, so to speak, because that doesn't really drive. Where was Burrow
1: me. again? What was the list again? Uh, in the top five? Okay. Um, so obviously Burrow's Andrew's number five. Over Mahomes. Burrow's
0: five. So Allen's three. Which, Brady's again. four. Burrow's five. If you listen, I mean, if if Justin Herbert has any success next year, he's going to be number three. He's going to be number three because the love affair with Josh Allen again. Josh Allen can throw the football through a brick wall. I get it. I, I I get it. He he does make the team better. I thought what we saw from Justin Herbert is literally a better quarterback, functioning, running, throwing, making better throws. Josh Allen can throw that thing a mile. Herbert can throw that thing a mile, and then he can throw the next one on a dime. Josh Allen has shown the inability to do that. He's good on his feet, but so is Justin Herbert. So I like Justin Herbert over over Josh Allen and also over Joe Burrow. But that, again, that's hmm. just me. That's just me. I don't know. I mean, I
1: like Burrow over Allen right now. I mean, you know, uh, when it comes to just I think Al, I think Burrow last year showed some of the components that it takes to to be more than just a slinger, and yeah, yeah to win playoff games, dude. Joe Montana, that's what was great about Joe Montana. That's what's great about Tom Brady, right? Um, there's a lot of times you find yourself in the muck of a game that is just planned well by the other team, and this is an AFC title game or an AFC divisional playoff game, in certain elements, and 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 there's got to be some other components, and I just, I, 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 that's something like. When I said, you know, uh, Dak Prescott, when am I going to see it? The Josh Allen thing is, where is that when it's going to be up against it, driven into the corner, uh, do or die, this is it, you're going to get the Buffalo this title, or you're going to get them to the Super Bowl, or you're going to get that champion. Like When I see that from Allen, I'll put him in there, because you're right, he can throw through a brick wall, he runs, he's athletic, he seems to be able to read what's going on um, uh, more times than not, but. Those components, you know, that's that's that that's that thing, and uh, I haven't
0: seen that yet from Allen. I think of all these quarterbacks on this list, the ones that we are more than likely to see succeed are are probably the ones in the top five. I think that the mm-hmm. the, the ones who we would be shocked, with the exception, you know, and I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a statement. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is gonna be good this year. I, really I just know. don't think he's number one either. I I'm, mean, after that playoff performance last last year, I think what's well, I think what's happened to what's happening to the Green Bay Packers is the transition into what's next and not being sure about what's next because Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to mini camp anymore. He doesn't he doesn't go to mandatory camp anymore. He's out he's outliving his life. He's got the money. That's what he wanted. He let Devontae Adams walk because he didn't want to give up any money. He's got all these wide receivers who he doesn't know. He did one guy from the next guy. And every time you hear anybody talk about the Packers, it's like, oh, their wide receiver room is depleted. I think the best thing – I've always thought this too. The best thing you can do for a quarterback, is a young quarterback at that, is give him a good running game. If Joe Burrow changed anything about my – my reflection and opinion is that what you give a young wide receiver is a number, a, a quarterback is a number one wide receiver. Because what Jamar Chase helped do with Joe Burrow, absolutely light speed everything up. It moved everything up in a in, in a way no one saw coming. Because Jamar Chase is a beast, but when you get a guy who is. get it to you in the in a place that you like to get it. It changes everything. And so some of the people who I'm expected to make a jump on this list, I'm expecting to see Trevor Lawrence show up a little bit more on lists like these coming after this season. Cause I think Joe I think he's gonna have a good season. And now that they've got Urban Meyer and that chaos out of the building. I'm also expecting to see my guy with zero help, Justin Fields, mm-hmm. show up on this list because he seems to have put in the work this summer, and I think they're going to run the football a lot. Which will help his the passing game, the short passing game, play action game, because that's kind of what they need. But the person who we really should be applauding their off the their summer performance, their camp performance, is none other than Zach Wilson. Okay, <laughs> what now? You may ask, the Jets? Yes, the Jets. We're going to talk about the Jets. Young second-year quarterback, Zach Wilson, made the internets <laughs> this weekend because his girlfriend is now his ex-girlfriend is now dating his best friend from college. A picture was posted about uh the, the new boyfriend and the ex-girlfriend together, and people were going after the girlfriend for being what they call a quote unquote homie hopper. Okay? For those of you who don't know, homie a homie hopper. hopper is a female or male, 2022, being fair, who dates one person and then dates the friend. Okay? I don't have a problem. Oh, wow. Is that what they call they them call now? Homie, homie hoppers. Because hopper? calling somebody a hoe is just really not really, you know. So I don't have a problem with people who do that. You like who you like. You never know who you're going to meet. You love who you love. You know, whatever the spirit moves you, you know, get down. But the problem came when she saw the negative reaction she was getting and basically said, you calling me the homie hopper. Your boy, referring to Zach Wilson, is banging his mom's best friend. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? And so then I do a little bit of investigating, and it turns out mm, Zach Wilson likes him a little, uh, let's say, experienced.
1: Um, he, uh, it, it's amazing, right? Like at least Zach Wilson's given us a reason to talk about the jets. And <laughs> like, like somebody, somebody he's like the reverse Joe Namath. that like it, it, uh, that woman's too old for Joe Namath right now. He's like the reverse Joe Namath. He hey. isn't going to get, he isn't bringing him a championship and he's, and he's, uh, like hitting broads. Way older than he should be, whereas Joe Namath is like you know always like still hitting on him. first. Joe Namath would be like, hey, can I date the girlfriend, the ex girlfriend? You know, Joe <laughs> yeah. so, uh, Namath like, hey,
0: Zach, let me get the ex's number. Yeah, exactly.
1: But the homie so hopper—that's a new. I didn't know that term. I didn't hear hear that, that term. I, I never heard that term, but it's out there, and I like that term because um, there's all kinds of those kind of trifling women out there that will homie hop. I don't, I mean, guys are just, you know, that's, that's, that's inbred. I mean, that's just, you know, that's not that's news. Kinda, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, not, that's not news, right? That's, what they say. Um, that's not a bug. That's a feature. That's kind of how it works. Yeah, that didn't, that, that didn't need a term like homie hopper um, right. because it's just, man's good enough. But when a woman, I like that for some of these, you know, these girls like that, that Ardo's homie, that's great, homie hopper, because they're out there. And, uh, you know, um, I can't wait to see you work this routine. I've seen them at work. I've seen them try to work on me. I uh, can't can't wait. I can't
0: wait till you work this into your routine. I can't wait. I can tell homie hopper. I may have to. I the the homie hopper. it
1: actually sounds like something that you would buy on like the qbc network the <laughs> homie hopper if you gotta put <laughs> if and you gotta put, put, put a up. one of your boy if you gotta put one of your boys away because he's getting out of out of hand
0: here's the homie hopper well, and then they I put that, that that nice little sound <laughs> to it. it makes it seem clean
1: hey we're <laughs> we're selling and we're selling then, we're selling out of these homie hoppers get yours now <laughs>
0: If you order one homie hopper, you'll get a second <laughs> exactly. one. Order party. a homie
1: hopper now, and you'll get a second homie hopper for half off.
0: <laughs> Never have too many homie
1: hoppers. You can always, <laughs> always need more homie hoppers.
0: Is, is your garden is your garden party not what it used to be?
1: <laughs> exactly. That's the
0: pool party. Our family reunion's boring.
1: That's <laughs> the, the pool hopper.
0: party, not been a splash. The homie hopper.
1: <laughs> uh is your book club getting stale? The homie hopper. Bring him on over. That's hilarious.
0: So yeah, That's man, shout stuff. out to Zach Wilson, man. You can't you can't <laughs> help Wilson. who you, like. you can't help who you like, hey. man. You know, he might have been iron old mom's friend for a while, dog. It didn't have the courage. Now he's Zach Wilson, Sorry. NFL quarterback. And she he saw her at a little cookout or whatever. Man, hey, hey Miss Jensen, how's it going?
1: Right? Well, how did that had conversation more success. start? You guys, had more success with Cougars than he has with the Jets. Come on, Ew. that's not even a team. That's what he should, he should, that's what they he should go play for an expansion team named the Cougars. That would be he great. already did. And the,
0: he yeah, already did, you're right. The BYU dude, that's Cougars, hilarious. like legit.
1: That's right. I didn't even think of that. That dude played for the BYU Cougars. <laughs> you can't, oh my god, that's hilarious! You
0: can't, you can't make this up. That's hilarious. So I, yeah, you the know, I, take Cougars. My, I take my hat off to Zach Wilson, man. The young fella knew what he want. He went out there. Hey. He got it. He living his best life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't, you can't. And she more. thought
1: she was, she thought she was like outing him. He's just getting
0: more, you know, he's just getting more props. And this is one of the things where, listen, men don't take hits in places women do. It's just, I'm sorry. It's true. It is what it is. If you it's ain't like... done this with a woman, People would be like, oh, that's gross. You do this with a guy and dudes are like, yeah, yeah. Because again, if a and this is a poor example, but it is. If a old man teacher bangs a sophomore in school, everyone's like, put that mf effort under the prison. If a young man has sex with a teacher, people like, yeah, look at that boy. Yeah, that's how you do it, young fella. Get on in there it's society it's unfortunate it's kind of where we're Mm -hmm. at yeah i didn't make the rules there's
1: no doubt it sure is i didn't make the rules yeah exactly so uh
0: but yeah kudos to him zw cougars that's hilarious when's your next padre game because clearly you loved it so now you don't have to twist your arm to go yeah no i don't know man we're uh we're definitely gonna look at
1: well we got a lot of stuff coming up with some some stuff and weddings and travel we got a niece getting married you know how old that makes you feel when your niece is getting married huh good god my niece isn't supposed to be getting married she's supposed to be like a kid
0: oh that's what how, niece old is married, how old getting married
1: 24 she's young but her older sister she's getting married next year riley the one we had on the Kaplan and crew show she's getting married next year so the middle girl madison is getting married next month just like three weeks away now we're going early august so oh it's God, wild so uh but after i don't know i was hoping to see like a meaningful game down the stretch hopefully we're gonna see you know be able to go down there like sometime in mid late september and and see something you know i you with know, when the magic number at least the playoff magic number is down to one or two or three i mean you know that's that's the hope to go see another padre game will they be able to you know because last year at this time they had about the same record i think and things well went speaking of speaking now.
0: of time we're out of it oh. we'll, we'll hey, see PMR. y'all tomorrow brown and lawhead